All right, we're up, mate. Sean Bryn, welcome to the podcast, mate. How are you? All right. How are you doing, man? It's been a long time since I've seen your face. Even longer <laughs> since I used to race you. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. It's changed a little bit, hasn't it? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you look good, man. You look fit still. Like, what do you do to, to work out these days? Um, uh, you know, the, the almighty CrossFit, man. I enjoy myself doing that. Uh, I, I run a little bit, CrossFit stuff. And um, yeah, I just keep active. Yeah. Best I can. Yeah. My, fish, well, my fishing spots are a good mile walk each way in soft sand. So that helps. Oh, beautiful. I like yeah. that a little, a little stress relief there. Well, listen, mate, you're just coming off the back of um, some more championships. You're the head coach at Indian River Community College there. Um, congratulations. What what numbers are we at these days? Uh, we just got our uh, 48th consecutive on the men's side and 44th on the women's side. Uh, but I think it's the first 41st consecutive on the women's side. So uh, we're up there, man. We're, we're 48 and 44. I mean, it's crazy. It's a, it's obviously a program with a lot of history that's had a lot of contributors. Uh, a lot of incredible people have come through the program, but you're leading the program now. How long have you been the head coach there now? Just finished up my uh, my ninth year at the championship. So um, wow. I'm coming on to nine full years of being there. Uh, I, I think you know this. Uh, I used to actually compete there way back in the early 90s as well. So mm. um, I've been associated with the team for a very long time. But yeah, nine years at the coaching coaching rank now. Wow. Well, let's let's go back into that a little bit in terms of how you got there then. So like when I knew you as a competitor, a sprint sprinter, you, we, we used to race each other. You were one of the best in the world. I mean, you're Jamaican born, but then you mm -hmm. went on to compete for, for Great Britain at some point. Um, talk to me about that transition just initially. What, what, when was that? When did that happen? So that that was back uh, just after graduating from college. Uh, Actually, it's about two years after. So around 1997 was the official time when I made the switch. I was competing for Jamaica. And then I think it was the end of summer in 97. And the decision had been thought about for a while. And I'd made contacts on, on both sides, Jamaica and Great Britain. And the timing was right, man. I was, I was kind of, you know, back then, but, you know, we were in our mid-20s. And you think, you know, that's when swimming ends. So I thought, if I'm going to have any longevity in this it's the, now's the time so yeah 1997 right. i made the switch great britain and i landed <laughs> yeah two, two about two weeks after i made the decision started getting to work right away wow i mean you've obviously still got the jamaican accent so it's a huge part of who you are your history your, your upbringing um, to, talk to me about g growing up in jamaica Poor, geez i could go on forever on that one <laughs> uh well, actually, uh, it's my accent has come back a little bit stronger because ever since I moved to Florida nine years ago, I see a, a lot more Jamaicans. And, and occasionally I'll actually have friends that, that show up from Jamaica mm. and come visit because, you know, it's a lot closer. It's only our hours flight from, from Miami. Mm. So um, every once in a while I'll see them. And I had uh, the chance to get down to Jamaica uh, very briefly uh, a couple of weeks ago because uh, my daughter is competing uh, gymnastics. So I went down for the weekend and... It's kind of cool getting back to the roots of everything, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But, like, how long, you know, you were born in Jamaica. How long did you stay there until you made the venture over to America? Oh, geez. Uh, so, yeah, I was there all the way through high school. And then mm -hmm. at the time, just like you, when you're leaving high school, going off to college to, to uh, compete, uh, I, I left and I would go back for all the holidays, you know, summer, spring break, Christmas. And then as you get older and older, 
over time, by the time you're a senior year, you're, you're really only going back maybe for Christmas. And then with swimming becoming such a full-time uh, sport, uh, basically, I would have to say around the late 90s is when I really started not going. My dad passed away in, in 2000, uh, just before Sydney Olympics. So uh, that was kind of the closure of living living in Jamaica. Mm, um, mm. So at that time, it was only to go back for a brief holiday, but that's when I started work here in America and I'm basically just stayed here ever since. What about growing up in Jamaica? How did swimming become a part of your life? It, it, swimming is not a huge sport in Jamaica. Obviously it's track and field primarily, but for you, obviously there was talent in swimming. How was that discovered? Uh, I grew up on the beach, man. Um, I grew up on the North coast, uh, where all the tourist parts are. So I was on the, in, in the water all the time. So, uh, they had the little K one is club stuff going on for the school stuff. Uh, back when I was younger and, um, when my dad moved us back to Kingston, the, you know, the big city, uh, he needed something for us to do. Uh, it's very hard and a single dad. Uh, he was, uh, uh, you just needed something for us to do, kill a couple of hours. And, you know, we found the swimming programs there. They have a pretty nice pool down there. It's old, but they have a pretty nice pool. And we we already knew how to swim, me and my sister, pretty decent. So once we started on that, we just it just kind of took off, man. So we were we were doing it pretty much as our main sport from the age of, uh, I'd say, eight, nine years old. And mm. you know, I did the whole water polo thing as well for a number of years. Uh, mm. And then, and then the, the opportunity to come to... to to America to swim was kind of thrown up my feet forcefully. What do you mean by that? Like, obviously, you, you, you know, they had to notice you, you had to notice them. You, you end up at Indian River. How, how did that come about? Uh, I was luck, actually. Uh, my sister was a little bit more into the swimming than I was. I was that rebellious kid uh, in that 16, 17 age group. And uh, my sister went off to America to compete in one of the, I think it was like a sectional or just mm -hmm. a grand, uh, grand Prix, like a senior champs or something. Right. And the coach at Indian River at the time, Chris Ip, he, uh, he saw my sister, recruited her, and she went to Indian River the year before me. And when I say forcefully, I mean it slightly as a joke, but the opportunity for me to go came and my dad pretty much bought a one-way ticket to to college and said don't screw this up you know and, <laughs> and it worked <laughs> so there you go oh wow well, it, i mean it's still a culture shock you you're from jamaica uh but you end up in indian river so what are the what are the initial things that you had to come to terms with when you first get there honestly man it was more the structure the 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 the, the rigorous training you know the the set stuff two hours each practice you know eight to ten times a week morning practices I'd never done any of that before so that every afternoon deal was you know it, it, it kicked it kicked me pretty good at first I mean I remember training uh one of the very first sets and just getting lapped all the time getting in the way and you know but you know you got used to it that, I was never in that kind of shape to do swimming for two hours a day uh so th that was the real shock to me and then you know the, the little stuff as well you're in a new set of rules and cultures and well, for that matter, language and things you eat, everything was different. But uh, I, I adapted pretty quick. It wasn't too, too bad. And I had yeah. my sis sister there to take care of me as well. Right. That's true, too. Yeah. But I guess yeah. now, looking back, you can kind of empathize with those kids that are coming from foreign countries now for you to compete, you know, at Indian River. You can, you can uh, you know, understand the the challenges that they face now, huh? Oh, yeah. 
Uh, and that's that's one of the, the the easier parts of communicating with the internationals when they come across. You know, it's just letting them understand that I was going through it, so I, I have a a good idea of what their fears and and all that are. It, it's a lot different, you know, 30 years ago than it is now when they're coming across. But it, it is still the same, you know, homesick issues or missing friends or just a little bit of a culture shock, but. You know, with communication and the internet and all that, it makes it a little bit easier for what well, I think a little bit easier than it was back in the day. Instead of using a payphone on the corner of the, the dorms, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Well, I mean, even even back then, you know, you guys were on a roll. You were winning championships back then. You come into it as a young kid, and and part of the tradition of excellence is there. It's already established. So, what was it for you as as a swimmer? What did it look like then? And we can talk about what it looks like now, but like 30 years ago, there was still this uh, tradition of excellence uh, that was forming. Yeah, uh, I don't think the, the gravity of the whole thing was really on me at the time. At, at the time, I think we were going for 18th on the men's side, 18th and 19th. So that would have been my freshman year. And that, of course, was the big talk even then with the, the streak of, mm. uh, of consecutive wins. And so... Uh, you know, you're just another 18, 19 year old sumo who's just joining a team that's pretty good, and you're you're trying to get your spots on relays and and all the, all the same stuff kids go through uh, these days. It, it it's hard for me to to kind of bring back the emotion that that I felt when I was there, but it was just it was super exciting to know that you were part of, uh, you know, something big, and it was going to help you in in your life down the road. So uh, it was it was a good little deal to deal with. Yeah, well, I mean. You know, as a former swimmer, as somebody that won championships for them, and now as as a coach that's winning championships for Indian River, what is Indian River like? If for those the people that don't know anything about Indian River, like what it, what is it that has made it so successful? Why are swimmers going there? Why are you proud to be the coach there? What is Indian River? Indian River is a tradition, man. It, it's it's just a tradition. Every college has its own traditions. We've been trying to live up to the not trying. We are living up to the 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 traditions that have been passed on for 48, 50, almost 50 years. So, mm. you know, just the, the junior college, it's the start for a lot of people. It's it's an opportunity. Uh, it's just a great swimming place to be. You know, the the, 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 the town, the beach, the, the traditions of, of winning, of hard work, of the cheering, uh, just all sorts of little things that, that just kind of continue to get passed on from year to year. So, some traditions will, will come and go, um, but in ultimately, uh, when you come to the river, you know that you hopefully will have your name on the, you know, one of the world's largest trophies uh, called the wall, which has the names of every, every person that's competed for the team uh, on a winning championship team. And it's just, you know, it's on mm. the side of a big auditorium wall. So that's pretty exciting to know that Hopefully, at the end of your year, you're going to get your name up there. So mm. that's a wow. goal of a lot of kids. We individualize training in the pool, so why not individualize your nutrition? Erica Barney of Barney Wellness Building will help you and your swimmers get exactly what each athlete needs through genetic testing and personalized nutrition plans. So stop guessing what you should and shouldn't be putting into your body. Athletes within a few weeks have noticed they're recovering faster because they're fueling their body with what they need and staying away from what their body hates. Erica understands swimming. She gets it. She's worked with over 20 Olympians, including the fastest man in the world, Caleb Dressel. 
Group discounts are available. So go to Biney Wellness Building and get in touch with Erica today. That's Biney, B-E-I-N-E, wellnessbuilding.net. Well, we have a lot of international listeners on this podcast. Mm -hmm. So for those that don't fully understand what junior college means, what what is junior college and how does it, um, you know, why would athletes come to that? as opposed to maybe going to a four-year a Division One school like uh, Florida, Stanford, yeah, you know, yeah. whatever. So Indian River State College, it's called now. It used to be called Indian River Community College, and it changed mm -hmm. about, I think, about 10 years ago, all right? Mm -hmm. uh, it still acts under the National Junior College Athletic Association. So while it might be a state college and offer four-year programs, we still operate under the the two-year athletic part. Oh. Uh, so that that's something that's new. A lot of people get confused by that. Right. Uh, but it is a good place to start for a couple of reasons. It, it's it's affordable if you're not getting a full full on scholarship. It is definitely one of the most affordable, one of the most affordable colleges to go to, and you get the athletics with it. Uh, it is sometimes a a place where if you don't have the right academics to start off with, and you know with you know you knew how it was with the the TOEFL mm -hmm. exams or the SATs yep. or all, all that stuff the junior college route the eligibility requirements are a little bit more relaxed that doesn't mean to say that you know every junior college is going to willingly accept um somebody because they don't have great grades that is not the case for us and I'll, I'll openly say that uh but it is a place that that can be of a benefit if you've really struggled in passing those eligibility requirements, uh, like at a, like you mentioned, the Florida, Auburn, any of the, the bigger mm -hmm. schools out there. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's a starting point. And you know, it's a smaller, smaller class sizes, smaller college. You don't get lost in the, in the 25, 30, 40,000 people at a, at a bigger university, you get a, a small classes, smaller, uh, student body. So it just, uh, really helps kind of, adjust you a little bit quietly more quietly into the american way of things i guess so the majority of these athletes if not all of them will swim for two years for you and then go on to yeah. kind of some other schools generally yeah that's that's generally the idea is we 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 have them here that we bring them here and our main goal is to to get them to continue swimming and then carry on at a at a four-year school and that could be you know, a top division one school or any division two, NAIA, uh, we have them going just about anywhere that they're getting recruited to or, or where they sometimes choose to go to. Mm, right. Yeah. Well, from, from your point of view, from the head coaching point of view, how do you get athletes to come to you? Uh, so in, in honesty, it's, it's a, a little bit of word of mouth from, from some, parts right. of the world you know mm -hmm. we've had a, a good relation with uh south africa and sweden uh to just name two of them and uh usually you know a friend of a friend just kind of carries on hey you know their team went teammate went to, to us and then we find out about them you know you have good relationships with coaches that uh that you know have sent swimmers to us before then then obviously the regular recruiting tools that you use here in in america you know when you 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 just you're trying to find kids that you want to have on your team from the local high school meets all the way to the sectionals or grand prix or national championships so um, right. that's how it works for those that are listening out there maybe as potential recruits like what what are you looking for in a recruit a good person got to be a good person you know uh, self-discipline you know good academics uh, a good hard worker and a good teammate 
that's that's really what we really look for is just somebody that's going to fit into what we want as coaches and what we have as a team and uh and carry on the tradition because you know like we always say i always say you know being on the river team is not a right in any way it's, it's a privilege so we definitely want people that will kind of uphold to the standards that we we are looking for yeah what about this then in terms of your competitors then they must be getting sick of you who who is your competition and and how is it that you guys keep winning as opposed you know you'd think someone at some point would say right, enough of this river stuff like we got to put an end to these traditions we got to put an end to this winning streak do you have legitimate competition that is coming after you in that respect yeah, absolutely. I won't go into all the deep dark secrets of what we, we try to do. But no, there, there is definitely some competition. And if you look at results over the years, uh, it, you know, it kind of goes in waves. We, we've, we've always managed to keep a pretty strong team consistent and we will be challenged quite often. And uh, definitely there are teams out there that are that are gunning for us all the time. And there's I think there's starting to be a rebuilding of uh, the junior college athletics and the swimming side of things. I mean, it's it's some good competition coming along. Uh, you know, if you look at the finals of, of some of the events, you know, it used to it's in some events, it still might be quite a few Indian River athletes. But, you know, there's there could be a, just a very good mix of, you know, two people from each school going on in, in many of the events these days. So they're, they're coming for us and they always will. And that's. That's the stressful part of the program is you, you know, I, I have a, I have a tradition to, to hold on to. So mm. yeah, we got to keep it going. Yeah. I imagine that. I mean, having the pressure and listen, I know all about having to swim in a program and then be the head coach. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know all about the tradition of pressure. So um, you must feel that then. So like, what, why take on a job like this? Why, why did you take it in the first place? Whoa, that, that that's kind of getting into family stuff, uh, which I don't mind sharing. I think, you know, we were at a college up in, my wife and I lived up in Dayton. We we're there for 13 years mm -hmm. and we were getting a little tired of things. And, uh, you know, we wanted a chance to move on. And, you know, when the opportunity struck, it was like, huh, talk about, you know, being in the right place, right time and, and uh, or right situation. And so job came up and I said, Told the wife and you know that it was open and she, you know she looked at me and said hey let's go try it and see what happens and you know i came down it took a while to make some decisions if my boss is listening to this he knows exactly what i'm talking about <laughs> and uh and anyway so we made the jump and and here we are 10 years nine years later still still going along pretty good so uh, what, what about in in terms of the pressure like i talked about i mean obviously there's this tradition of excellence you you have a huge alumni base like where do you feel pressure from from taking this job now as a former athlete where's your pressure come from uh you know probably from myself uh, a lot from myself and I, you talk about alumni of course all the alumni are expecting us to win every year uh I, I keep in touch with a few i've met quite a few over the years but you know it's more the guys in my my years that that i communicate with the most you know anywhere between that 91 to 94 range uh you know they check in with me all the time so you know they i don't feel pressure from them but i definitely mm. want to keep them happy mm. and you know there's there's not necessarily pressure from my my employers but the expectation is 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 there that you do the job and if you do the job then you will continue the the, the streak so then it trickles down to to, to me. I, I don't want to be the one that that kind of messes it all up. So uh, I do do what I need to do and and do it as well as I can and and hopefully keep it going 
And if I'm here in 10 years, 20 years or 30 years, then, you know, it'll be the same attitude even then. Well, how do uh, athletes afford to come to school there? Is there scholarships available, anything like that? Yeah, I mean, it's no, it, Brett, it's absolutely no different from, from any program around the country. Uh, okay. You know, the, the NJCA does offer athletic scholarships, just like uh, Division One, Division Two uh, does. There, there are um, academic opportunities, mostly only for local, the very, you know, the, the county area. Mm -hmm. But uh, in order to afford, I mentioned that earlier as well, it is a, a pretty affordable college to go to. I think our out-of-state tuition and housing and everything you know, still comes up to quite quite a lot less than than many in-state uh, colleges. If you were from that state itself, right, right. What about in terms of study programs? There, what's the common area of study maybe for a lot of your athletes? Well, most most of our guys are going to be in your fairly uh, no, I shouldn't say general, but uh, you know, we got a lot of business and marketing and uh, the math and the sciences. Mm -hmm. You know. Any of our programs that we have here, you get the AA degree in, and then they are transferable to any program here in, in the state of Florida. Mm -hmm. So basically, it's almost exactly like doing your freshman and sophomore year at any college anywhere. Uh, and the opportunity to, to stay if you wanted to, if your swimming career was done after two years and you wanted to stay, then you could actually finish off those programs here as well. So, but the, the, the big one really is in sort of that business area. Uh, you know, we, but we do offer all the psychologies and the, the engineering, or at least the starting part of engineering, uh, IT stuff, you know, it, it's all here. And then, of course, if you're into the trades, that's what junior colleges are, we're mostly known about, you know, the trades, you know, HVAC, automotive, uh, welding, all that, you know, those are offered. We don't get a whole lot of students that, that will, uh, will take on those, those, you know, uh, educational progress there but they mm -hmm. they do uh there are a few that will come through every once in a while just to do them right right i know you've had a, some incredible athletes just like yourself come through the program in terms of alumni are there are there any names that stand out that may be recognizable to the general public people that have come through this program yeah i mean more recently uh we just actually inducted taylor lovemore into the hall of fame the junior college mm -hmm. hall of fame and you know, she's a South African that went on to from here to Florida State, and she's doing pretty well. Uh, I think she was in the ISL for a while, but she's a World University yep. Games champion. Uh -huh. And then probably the more recognizable ones these days would be Brad Tandy, right. uh, who I believe, yeah, he still does swim, and he swam yep. for South Africa as well. You know, he was an Olympic finalist. He's been to quite a few yep. more Olympics as well, and he still yep. swims. Uh, everybody wants to mimic his start because he has mm -hmm. one of the best starts around. So he came through here. Yep. Uh, and you know, four more alumni beyond there, you, you can go back as far as you know the the early eighties. Even David Marsh, your your former coach, used to come here at some point. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, David Marsh is a, is an alumni. Yeah. I know that for sure. And I, I tried to recruit Brad Tandy out of uh, out of your program and uh, uh -huh. failed. He ended up going <laughs> to Arizona. But uh, yeah. but yeah, the, some some incredible athletes have come through. So it's it's kind of like a uh, a springboard into greatest success for a lot of these yeah. athletes you yeah. know so we are, yeah and you're absolutely right this has been a starting point and a springboard uh you know some of these guys will come here and have the opportunity to leave after a year uh but you know our goal is to keep them around for two uh and some people will actually come here as as walk-ons onto the program and eventually get pretty good and become very recruitable athletes and you know 
I, I'm, I'm an example of that. I was a walk on mm. here and just managed to, 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 to get a lot better and then go on to, to bigger, bigger and better things. But yeah, it is a springboard. It is a good place to start. Yeah. What about uh, for you and your coaches in terms of how, how do you stay at the forefront of um, coaching? How do, you, how do you stay innovative? How do you grow as a coach and, and, and your assistants? How do you continue to be the best you can be? You know, I will freely admit that I'm one of these guys that tries to hold on to the past. Uh, I do believe that, you know, hard work works. And, right. uh, you know, what I did as a sumo is really ultimately the base of, of what I do as a coach. You know, of course, I'm adapting to some of the newer ways. And one of the reasons for that is really because that's the way a lot of the younger coaches are going. So when we get our high school athletes coming in or our club sumos coming in, uh, they they are they're bringing with them some the new stuff that that mm -hmm. some are you know I'm not that old but some of us older coaches are uh, are having to adapt to you know and, and you know I watch Brett I what used to watch when you used to do all your ideas box thing mm -hmm. you know so I get yeah. I get ideas from that stuff you know I listen to all the coaches I see things mm -hmm. I'm still pretty active myself in terms of uh, trying to keep in shape and I'll I'll be doing something I thought huh. That will work for doing this. So I, I use my own experiences. And because I'm a little active as well, I can actually test it out myself to see what the benefit of it rather than just watching some YouTube video to understand it. Uh, and that way I can explain it in my own words, I guess. Right. Uh, and, and you know, the other coaches are, are the same way. Sometimes, you know, I'll, 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 I don't believe in, you know, garbage yardage. It's only garbage if you make it garbage, you know, but mm -hmm. we, we do have to, to do that longer stuff every once mm -hmm. in a while. Right. We do have to get that base work in, uh, you know, 3100s. That, that one is, a, is starting to be lost a little bit, but it's, it's, I'm holding on to it as best I can and I probably mm -hmm. need to, to revamp it a little bit more and bring it back even more than I'm, I did in the last couple of years. Yeah. But, uh, I, stay, I stay somewhat innovative, but I definitely do hold on to uh, the old hard work works stuff for sure yeah absolutely yeah. it does and no doubt about it um how many kids do you have in your program now how many how many guys how many girls and is, is diving part of the program yeah, too? yeah so it goes up and down this year we actually had 25 guys and 25 girls the biggest team i've coached in a while uh two years ago we were and that was including divers uh, two years ago, I think we had uh, 17 guys and 18 girls. So it just depends on the year and how many are graduating, how many we can bring in. But I try to average about 20 to 22 girls, 20 to 22 boys. Uh, that, mm. That's a more ideal range for us to, yeah. to, to work with. Yeah. Now, a former teammate of mine, a good friend of mine, uh, her daughter is actually swimming for you now. Ella Smith is, is there. Mm -hmm. And Nicole Livingston yep. is, uh, is a friend of mine. And uh, how, how'd she do this year, man? She, she actually did pretty good in the end. Uh, well, she did well all year, but that, that was one of those, I got to learn how to handle coaching, you know, somebody from a different country, uh, different yep. upbringing. I, I'd never had an Australian on my team, so I, I don't know if the training was that much different. But, you know, Elo, just like any individual that will have, you know, just has a, a way of training. And uh, once you start to learn that, you realize you can get the best out of somebody by adapting a little bit to what their personalities are like. She is definitely a racer and um, produced at the end. Uh, so she was a pleasure to work with. And it was kind of weird coach it makes me feel old but i'm coaching the daughter of somebody i used to race against so you know how, how does that work 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, she she's got good genes. But uh, listen, man, Australians are different. Australians yeah. are thoroughbreds. You know, they're just thoroughbreds. Yeah, I mean, we're, we go, yeah. Look, look at us. Like we're built different from the get go. Yeah. You know that. Uh, we yeah, have a work. tattoo to cover that stuff up, man. Don't you? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's starting to sag a little. No, I'm, I'm trying to keep it in shape. But uh, oh, that's cool, man. Like it's just exciting for you. Like I, I'm, I've known you as an athlete. Now I see you as a coach and having this yeah. success, man. I'm just so proud of you. I've never really kind of expressed that to you, but like from looking from a from a distance, I know the pressure you're under. Yeah. I've been there in in some certain sense, and so to do what you're doing, man, it's uh, it's cool, and you're having a huge effect on the swimming community. You know, from Thank you. and and, uh, and uh, the reason why I wanted to shine this light on you today is because I don't think enough people are really doing that. They don't know what you're doing, and they don't know about your program as much as maybe I do because I've got some connections. We used to actually come down there and do summer training with Auburn. Yeah, we used you've, to, a, you've been here on a training trip while I was here too. Yeah, yeah, yeah beautiful place. I mean, a great setup. Uh, in terms of just the, the access to things that you have, facilities, talk, talk to mm. us about those real quick. So, you know, it's interesting because things are moving. We got a new president in that's, that's really a, uh, he's a businessman, he's a pusher, and he's out to get as best, uh, the best we can get. Uh, so we have a, a nice 50-meter pool that's quite old, but it's been revamped a couple of times to the point where it's, it looks pretty new still. We have a big 50-meter pool and then a separate diving well. Uh, we are now partnered up with USA Diving, and not a lot of people know that, but USA Diving has now become their base home is supposed to be at our uh, at our college. And the, the, what's going to happen with that is eventually we'll have a pretty soon hopefully we'll have a, a whole new facility in the making we've seen some plans on on what's supposed to be happening it's just mm. a matter of of getting that uh the whole dog first you know um but but we have all the facilities and the the backing of our president through our athletic director you know to get the things that we need to, to train well uh, so if you look on our pool deck, we have all the toys that you need from the, the power racks yeah. and power towers to the, mm -hmm. you know, everything you need. And, and we, we definitely uh, want to keep at the forefront of what mm -hmm. is needed to be the best in the world. And, you know, small weight room, but I make it work. We got a gymnasium right beside, we make it work. Uh, and it's just, it's always, it's a developing and continuously developing program that we have here. Yeah, you got a 50 meter pool. You got a separate, uh, actually, you got a separate diving well and 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 25 yard pool separate too, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's actually one of them L shaped pools where you have the diving part and then you have six lane 25 yard as well. Right. And then right. our pool goes from eight lane 50 meter all the way to 20 lane short course yards. So, hmm. um, you know, we 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 got a we got a big old facility and we'll train long course and short course in the same day and have enough room to have everybody have their own lane if we wanted it to. Right. Yeah. Well, listen, man, we want to keep this tradition of excellence going. Yeah. So what's the best way for them to reach out to you? If they're listening today, how can they get in contact with you? Sbrin at irsc.edu. That's my email address. Just go All ahead right, and cool. drop a line. That's the easiest way to do it. And then your website, if they want to find more information. Yeah, it's like uh, you caught me off guard with that one, man. But it's irsc.edu. And if yep. you just find yep. the athletics tab on there, you, you should yep. be fine. Cool. All right. We'll put this in the show notes too. So yeah. if anyone's interested, uh, we'll have your email in the show notes. They can click on that. We'll put up the website on the show notes too, so they can look for information. Yeah. Um, man, listen, man, congratulations. You're doing an awesome job. Keep it up. Do you get a, do you get a break now after the championship or what? Yeah, sort of, you know, us coaches 24 seven. I was even reminded of that one time. 
uh, I'm on spring break now. I already went into the office for a couple hours this morning, but I'm at home and I got, I got home chores to do. So, uh, <laughs> in addition to picking up the kids and shuttling them all over the place, yeah, uh, I'm doing some landscaping today, you know? Oh, that's it. That's the way to keep fit, man. <laughs> Stay active that way. Well, yeah. uh, well, appreciate it, man. Thanks for, thanks for giving us a bit of time today. Um, we'll put this out, uh, get the word out on what you're doing and how you're doing it. Congratulations again, man, and keep it going, okay? I appreciate that, Brett. Uh, good catching up with you. Good, you know, good work with all this stuff. And uh, it's been nice. It's a pleasure on my side having seen you grow up as well from being yeah. a sumo back when you were pretty young all the way through the Olympics and college and onto the coaching stuff. Man. Thanks, man. Yeah. I still remember quite a few of our races together as well. So, Yeah, that's right. That's right. The yeah, ones, so. Most of those I won, didn't I? Uh, not the hundreds. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Yeah. <laughs> None of those I won. I know that for sure. Yeah. Um, just quickly, again, just yeah. where is Indian River exactly? Like for those that are looking for it on the map, where is it? So situated? if you look on the east coast of Florida... All right. right, you'll see that Florida goes sort of directly north and then it starts tilting a little bit to the northwest. Uh, we are just above that uh, north of, of Palm Beach. So we're in a place called Fort Pierce, Florida. Mm -hmm. uh, it's uh, about an hour's north of Palm Beach uh, on the east coast. Right, right. About, yeah. halfway, about halfway up from Miami to Jacksonville. That's it, man. Who wouldn't want to live there? Pa paradise on earth. So, um, yeah, let's get you some more recruits. Let's keep this thing going. Um, congrats, man. And uh, enjoy the day with your family. All right. All right. You too, man. All the best. Take care. See, yeah. see you, Sean. Yeah, man. Swim Angelfish. Swim Angelfish is an online certification program that strengthens your teaching curriculum to serve swimmers of all abilities. Swim Angelfish will prepare you and your instructors with the skills to teach swimmers with autism physical disabilities, anxiety, sensory and motor conditions, and more. Learn to teach skills faster and with more comfort with Swim Angelfish. Apply for an only alpha pool product scholarship and receive up to 50% off your certification. Go to swimangelfish.com today to apply.